Hi, this is Craig Valentine, host of Early to Rise Radio. Have you ever wanted to become wealthier, healthier, wiser, or just have more time to appreciate the finer things in life? On this show, we reveal what high performers are doing every day to be more successful without sacrificing their personal lives. Early to Rise Radio is sponsored by The Perfect Day Formula. Get your free copy of this game-changing success guide at freeperfectdaybook.com. Now let's get started with today's show. Welcome, Joey and Russ from Wealth Without Wall Street. I'm super excited to have you guys on the show today. Oh, Great man, to be so here, good Craig. to be with you. How did Wealth Without Wall Street come together? Because you guys are nowhere near Wall Street. <laughs> well, so my background, Craig, was I was in Wall Street. I was a certified financial planner. Okay. And and I, I think that gives me the ability to beat up on it, as well as why I beat up on Joey all the time. He and I were good friends at church, and we spent a lot of time. Our kids are same age, and so our kids are friends. So whenever um, we beat up on Wall Street, it comes because we were both really close. He was a mortgage banker, and I was okay. a certified financial planner. And uh, he and I started sharing ideas together when we were in different industries, Ultimately, I like to say I was his hero. I brought him out of the trading time for money world that he was in, showed him a different uh, way out. And But the reality is he and I both learned together about different ways to start building passive income streams. And we wanted to share that on a podcast. And we didn't even know, we couldn't even spell podcast, one, because we're in Alabama, but also we were very low tech at the time. We had a young guy in our office and he says, you guys need to be sharing these ideas that you're talking about with each one of our clients on a one-on-one -on -one basis. I, I see these clients coming out of your offices so excited. And he's like, man, but they're the only one that got that information. They're the only one that got to hear that idea. You need to be sharing on a bigger, bigger stage. And he's like, why don't you just do a podcast? And then all of our clients could hear those ideas. And so that's how it started is we're like, well, we need to title the podcast something. Wealth Without Wall Street seemed like the best idea because this mindset that people have that the only way they can invest is if they invest through Wall Street. We're like, well, let's talk about how we're personally trying to build wealth off of Wall Street. And through that, we started interviewing people that were uh, building different passive income streams that were you know, finding ways to reduce taxes and mitigate taxes um, outside of the way the government uh, has you know, traditionally told us and how to build infrastructure and get access to cash. And all these things ultimately created this um, digital world that we were newly exposed to and immediately almost doubled uh, our, our business because we started getting calls from all these people that were not just our clients from all over the country. Well, just a quick question what was your who were your clients like what were you guys doing together so you know you, you were on wall street uh, as financial advisor joey's doing the mortgage brokering and then now you have an office i missed that part so connect connect the dots there for me yeah so what he left out craig is that over a lunch russ was sitting with me and he said hey i want to start sending you mortgage referrals from all my clients and he said uh, but first you got to read this book and I'm like, oh, okay, sweet. I'll, I'll read the book. And he's like, by the way, it's $20. And I was like, I, I don't know, Craig, when someone does that to you, like, are you, the first thought in my mind was this guy must be pretty hard up for cash. Like, I mean, he's sitting here, he's asking me to read a book and then he's charging me for it. I mean, it, you know, anyways, I still have a, a little bit of a grudge against him, but at the same time, I'm grateful because he knew I was too cheap that if I didn't put some money on the table, I wouldn't read the book. Who paid for lunch? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I read the so what book. What was the book? Uh, so Become Your Own Banker by Nelson Nash. 
Okay. Um, man, that was a that was a game changer for me because that's the if you think about the spark that changed the way that I think about finances and the way I think about the cash flows that go in and out of my my family life, my business, those things started to show me, man, I need to take control. I don't need to continuously abdicate that control over to Wall Street or to others. And man, what a, a journey it set me on that then Russ and I, four years later, from that point, from reading that book, four years later, I became so enamored with this idea and compelled. I really felt like God put his thumb in my back and said, you need to be teaching people this. You need to quit doing mortgages and helping them with one piece of their financial picture and help them with the whole mindset, the whole shooting match. And uh, that's what set us on the on the, the journey to teach other people that become your own banker strategy. And in 2014, we joined forces and then started Wealth Without Wall Street shortly thereafter. Wow. Wow. That's been a while then. That's awesome. So on your website, you guys have financial freedom equals PI greater than monthly. So this is the holy grail. Um, explain that, what that means to folks. And then we can talk about what your definition of passive income really means. Yeah. So when when people have a conversation with us, typically they will they will share their kind of the what would financial freedom look like for them, right? They'll talk about spending more time with their family or getting out of the job that they hate, maybe starting the business that they always wanted or traveling more, maybe just reducing the stress that's on their life if they knew that they didn't have to go to work, right? This have to, have to is what we hear a lot. But the financial world where I came out of, it was this formula of you would, um, you know, build up an account over a period of time, keep contributing to it, earn a certain percentage, and then at 65 or 70, whatever the magical age is, you take out three to 4% out of that account until you die, right? And hopefully you don't run out of money. And what I saw is that people never knew when they actually could retire and they didn't do the things that they wanted to throughout life because they were postponing. And then when they did retire, they didn't do the things they said they were gonna do because now either they were afraid of running out of money or they were having ingrained these rituals, these habits into their life of not spending money, that spending money seemed contrary to who they were. And Joey and I, like many others, have read the Purple Bible, right? The Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad, where he defines financial freedom being very simple, PI, passive income, greater than monthly expenses. And when I saw that for the first time, it just opened my eyes to the easiest target, I've heard you talk about having targets. When you know what the target is, you don't have 10 targets, you got one target, you can laser in on it, and you can go at it really hard and you can see what progress. So as you're listening to us right now, figure out how much passive income you have coming in. And that could be coming in from royalties, it'd be coming in uh, from book sales that you have, from uh, real estate deals that you have. Maybe you own, have some interest in a business that somebody pays you every single month. Anything that you're not actively having to go to work for right now that's coming in the door, that's your passive income. You know what your monthly expenses are. If you don't, you need to create a budget for yourself. You need to understand what that is. Pretty easy. But let's just say you got $1,000 a month coming in. You get $10,000 a month going out. You know as a percentage how close you are to financial freedom. That's 10%. That's the, for me, when I saw that, I knew exactly where I was. And for so many people doing the traditional going to work, 
trying to put five or 10% away in their 401k, trying to pay down their house as fast as they can, try, trying to figure out all these, you know, other little ideas why Johnny and, and Jane are, you know, doing their, their, their sports and trying to figure out how much they're going to play for college. They never know where they are financially, but for this one formula, it sets them in exact where you are. You know what the goal is. So now you can start making decisions. Every financial decision from that point forward, does it produce a passive income or does it reduce the monthly expense? If not, everything that I do now is getting me further from instead of closer to. You have another term on your site. Um, you know, I'm a fan of uh, Gino Wickman's traction book and EOS, and you have PIOS on your site. So I'm assuming that's passive income operating system. I think actually you wrote it out on there for a dumb guy like me. What is that? What is that all about? Passive income operating system. Well, it really, you know, Craig, you'll love this because this is actually our good friend uh, and, and uh, mentor Sharon Srivatsa's idea. He he actually looked at one of the things Russ and I have developed over the last, you know, 15 years is this idea that you have to take active income and turn it into passive income. And there's a means for that to take place where you have to create a system. You have to systematize that process because otherwise what happens is all of our money flows into one account. And this is where we spend out of, this is where we pay our taxes out of, this is where we um, have these big you know, payments to tuition or you know, whatever the case may be. And when that, all that money is, is in one place, it confuses the mind because we don't ever know how much of that can we allocate towards savings? How much of that can we allocate towards investing? And when the investment is made, where does the money from that investment flow back into? Does it flow right back into that same account? Are we not commingling all of our personal dollars? Because we know not to commingle our business money our business income and our personal income. We've known that since day one of owning a business. But when we actually get that money into our personal account, what aren't we continuing to commingle those things and not create clarity? So the passive income operating system allows you to systematize. When that money hits your personal account, what are you supposed to do with it? And you can immediately have money allocated towards uh, investing, taxes, savings and into your expenses so that you know exactly where it's going and you can systematically create a, a way to increase that passive income every single month. That's what we created and that's what we walk people through every day. So what are the common ways that you've helped people hit that holy grail you know, of getting their passive income? Like there's, I would imagine, because I'm just putting myself in my own shoes and, and putting myself in the shoes of people listening that, okay, passive income. Well, that just means that I, you know, I buy a house and rent it out. Uh, maybe I invest in multifamily. What else could there possibly be that's passive income? Now, you did mention some things like Amazon book sales. I do, you know, we do um, a couple thousand bucks a month in Amazon book sales. Great. So that is passive income because i I wrote, well, you mentioned royalties. So I mentioned I wrote the books years ago and I still get paid for them. I do promotion for the books, but otherwise I'm not writing the books anymore. But what are other things that people could possibly do other than those few things? 
one, one of the things, Craig, that I'll I'll share with you is like a story mm-hmm. of someone that engaged with us. This was probably three to four years ago. Um, I met Sid. He called in to our 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 process. And his main thing that he was trying to solve was, man, I need to get some of this capital that I have to work. I want to find some way to put it to work. And it's currently, it's not even in a great place. It was like just sitting and checking his savings accounts, right? We Those are almost a necessary evil. Like nobody loves their savings account. Nobody's like, man, Craig, I got to tell you how awesome the savings account is. No, nobody said that ever. It's just a place that is stored until it goes to work, right? So what Sid did is he engaged with us to create a better place to store capital. And that goes back to that whole becoming your own banker book, what we learned from that. We helped him implement that. Well, now fast forward, Sid continues to engage with our podcast, engage with our coaches. And through that process, he figures out that as an investor, he has a very unique way that he sees the world. And, and we we call that the investor DNA profile, right? It's a way that you take your personality and you match it up with other passive income streams. We have about 10 different, um, different places that people have built passive income streams. And we've created, if you're a, a high D, let's say, in the disc profile, this is how you'll see land flipping. This is how you'll see laundromats. This is how you'll see um, turnkey rental properties. Like there's all these different ways. And it tells you the pros, the cons, and the resources necessary to be successful in those particular passive income streams. Well, Sid was gravitated towards a concept called land flipping, buying raw land at a 20 to 30% on the dollar, 20 to 30 cents on the dollar from Owners that did not want the land anymore, but they just needed someone to send them a letter and say, hey, I'll buy your land. And then turn around, take that same property and sell it on terms to a retail buyer at the full retail value. Well, in the process of him taking this on and creating this, within about 18 months, he had created $15,000 a month in note income from the business. Now, a portion of that had to be reinvested, but the rest of it, he was able to actually take his wife, who was a nurse, and bring her home to take care of their kids. That was their first goal. And then fast forward about 18 months later, he had created enough passive income from the same land flipping process that he was able to even retire from his own job. He's an excavator of all of all jobs. And now is completely free with his time. And he's asking us, hey, what can I be doing to help others on this same journey? So that's one example of a passive income stream people are using to get to financial freedom. One of the things, on your, another thing on your website is that you help people figure out their investor profile. Like, uh, through a series of questions, right? So how many, are there, are there like eight different investor profiles or is everybody unique? Like, how does all that work? The, the what Joey was sharing that everybody, not everybody, most of us have taken some level of personality assessment, right? DISC, Myers Briggs, Culture Index, um, you name it. And we we wanted to figure out for us why we were investing in certain things, why we liked the certain things we were investing in, also why why did we not have the same success as 
Chris? Why did we not have the same success as Sharon in these specific areas, right? Because a lot of times it, we you, the old adage is success leaves clues. Don't reinvent the wheel. Go do what they're doing. Yeah. And we were trying that and not always having the same success and not really understanding. So it wasn't until I was listening to a conversation with um, Tom Wilwright, you know, famous CPA for Robert Kiyosaki. And he was talking with the owner of Colby and they were talking about ways that they use that in their tax practice. And they were talking about, man, wouldn't this be interesting if, if we thought about this with our investing? And I told Joey, so we should we should totally take that assessment for ourselves. And so when you go through the DISC assessment, right, there's four main types. You're dominant, you're an influencer, you're steady, you're cautious, but there could be variations of that. And so what we did is we worked with one of the um, uh, solicitors of DISC to actually build out a profile assessment that's specific to finance as it connects to DISC. And then what we did is said, okay, well, here's, we started out with five and now we're like 12. Here's the places we're seeing people in our community have a lot of success in the passive income space, right? When I say passive, everything has to be front-ended with effort, right? Like whenever I invest passively with somebody else, somebody else is being active in that deal. So I had to work though and create effort to create money to invest in that deal. Or I'm working as a side hustle. Maybe I put that effort in first. And then by doing that, just like you wrote the books, then it starts producing passive income down the road. We started interviewing all these people and started finding where people were having success. And so we were like, well, what's your profile? And we we gave them the disc assessment and they came back and they were this, you know, DC, they were, you know, this IS or variation of it. And what we saw is that the biggest problem that people were facing, biggest obstacle coming to financially free, they didn't have access to their money. So we helped them do that. That was the book, Become Your Own Banker. Great way to help get access to your money so that you can tell it what to do. Now the biggest obstacle is where do I put it? Because there's a world of options, right? I mean, like you said, most people think, oh, it's real estate. I'll invest in a syndication or I'll buy a rental property. Either somebody else will manage it or I'll manage it myself. That's what we thought. But then you really start digging into this world. You start peeling back the onion. You see there's hundreds of deals. There's e-commerce. There's note investing. There's franchising. There's private lending. There's what Joey was talking about, land investing. It goes on and on and on. And people were getting so overwhelmed that they did nothing. So when we took this assessment, this DISC assessment with everybody, and we said, all right, here's the 10 or 12 different strategies that we see. They're not um, you know, comprehensive, but here's, these, here's a place. What we want to do is help people uh, narrow down the path to two, right? Because if you have 10, you're going to do nothing. But if you have two, now you can go deeper into those two and figure out which one you want to do. And so that's how we broke down the investor DNA, as we call it, is to help people narrow down the path of options to two by using the DISC assessment. So they see, here's what someone who, for instance, just using turnkey rentals, like I'm going to invest and buy a a property. Somebody else is going to manage it. If I'm a driver, what am I going to like about it? Well, I'm going to like the fact that it's simple. It's hands off. I can turn cash into cash flow, right? But yet if I am, uh, you know, I'm a, um, uh, S, for instance, yeah, it's simple, but it's stable. It's proven. I like all of those things. For me, though, I'm an I profile. I'm an influencer profile. You talked about being an introvert. I'm an extrovert, right? I'm the guy over there with a uh, lampshade on my head at the party, right? What do I hate about it, right? Like, what are the cons for me? Well, I, I hate the fact that it I can't do anything with it. I can't tell anybody about it. I can't. It, it's not exciting. It's not new. It's not changing. I can't influence this outcome. It is going to do what it's going to do. 
And here's where my story started. In 2007, I bought my first rental property. 2006, actually, the end of 2006, December 2006, I bought my first rental property. Great timing, right? <laughs> right right <laughs> as the real estate market is getting ready to crash, I buy this property. And immediately, right, the market crashes. I don't have a renter. You know, my renter leaves. It's a college town place. I leave in May. I'm struggling to get it rented. The college actually had just built a thousand new dorms on the campus. I didn't realize that. We got a, a, a global a real estate crisis happened around a real estate price to go. All these things are happening. Uh, you know, nine months in, the, the person upstairs floods my unit. All the money that I had made, which was very little, goes out to Pro to like get all the water out of the deal. I own that property for another 13 years. But for the first like nine, I did nothing like because I was like, this this is the worst. I hate I hate this. If this is what passive investing looks like. I don't think it's for me. I'm just going to just make a bunch of money in, in my job and I'll just save it up in these life insurance policies, become my own banker, be able to do some private lending. He was doing some private lending deals, acquiring a little real estate like land deals and but mostly for personal uh, benefit. And it wasn't until we went through this process and I was like, wait a second, the reason I hate this so much is because it doesn't connect with who I am. And, and then Joey and I started, well, how do we apply this? Well, what do I like? I like building businesses. Well, what kind of businesses can we build? So we, we built a short-term rental business where we immediately saw an opportunity, put an operator in it and scaled it up to like 28 units at one point. We, we were like, oh, I like this land flipping deal. We're not going to be operators. What can we do? Well, let's find some operators. And we scaled it up to, you know, seven figures now. I mean, we, we kept trying to find ways to build businesses. And that was our passive income stream because that's matched up with who we were. So this whole investor profile, investor DNA concept is really individually connected to who you are. And then we take some of these bigger ideas and let you see the pros, the cons, and what is it going to take key factors to get involved? Well, all, all I can say to that, Joey, is why did Russ not show up to this interview with the lampshade on his head? Exactly. Yeah, right. it would have been much better for the video portion of this. Exactly. But that that is that is really awesome. And so, so let's just say do a commercial break here for everybody listening. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com and take the investor profile quiz. Which is there a direct link to it? Yeah, if you go to wealthwallstreet.com forward slash early to rise, there's actually a link where you can do that investor DNA on it. Yep. Perfect. Perfect. Awesome stuff. Because um, I didn't, I, I mean, I thought it was cool and then I never did it when I was looking at your site. So now I'm going to go back and do that. So that's fantastic. Now, another thing that you have on your website is that for the last four years, you, it, I'll need some details on this, but it seems like you guys are chronicling uh, your passive income ideas and showing how much you've made. So in 2023, your over, overall gross income from these passive income streams, and, and I'm not sure if this is theoretical or real, uh, was a it was a million dollars and six thousand, a million six thousand, and the net income from it was four hundred fifty nine thousand dollars. Walk me through that. Is this real or is it theoretical? Is it just like ideas you write about in the newsletter? Is it actually stuff that you guys are doing? Yeah, great, great question, Craig. And and for us, um, this is these are all real numbers. These are the numbers that we report every single month on our podcast to the world. Because what we found is is, and you probably have seen this, um, 
there's a lot of people out there that claim to be gurus in some sort of a passive income space. And we have them all the time. They they want to be on our podcast. And so they they call us up or they message us in some way. We get on a, a, a pre-call and they say, oh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm great. I teach people X, Y, Z strategy on passive income. Let's just say it's, you know, flipping houses, you know, from your your computer. I don't know. Something like this. You say, well, great. Well, how many how many of those properties do you currently have personally? And they say, oh, I don't do that anymore. I just teach people how to do it. We're immediately will say, you're not going to be on the show. <laughs> because if you're not willing to have the same thing, eat your own cooking is what we say down here in Alabama. Uh, if you're not willing to eat your own cooking, you're not going to be the one teaching our audience these particular strategies. And we thought about it the same way as, well, okay, well, how many of the people that we're interviewing are these strategies, do they really work? And, and so we wanted to be the ones that lead from the front and say, listen, we went down this path of land flipping and here's our results. And we wanted to report the good, the bad, the ugly. I mean, if you want to hear some really amazing stories about buying a drop shipping company called 100unicorns.com and how I'm the worst possible operator for a business like that, we document that very well. In fact, Russ has a blast. Is just just knocking me down every single month when I have to report that I lost three thousand dollars last month or four thousand dollars, whatever the case was, in this drop shipping company. Um, but these are the lessons that we wanted to chronicle, and it's not a brag session, right? We're not here to say, "Hey, we've we've created over fifty thousand dollars a month in passive income." Look at us. It was, "Hey, get focused. Figure out your investor DNA." implement it. And then let's talk about what actually is working, what's not. And to Sharon, you know, know, our friend together, he says, what you track grows, right? But what you track and report grows exponentially. And that's what we found. And because we started in June of 2020, we've reported, I think, $3,500 in passive income between Russ and I combined. And now Fast forward with that focus and with those reporting, we're able to grow it up over $50,000 a month in all these different areas um, just by continuously putting that out to the world and, and creating accountability for ourselves. That is one of my secrets to success. So you, you mentioned uh, Sharon, dear, dear friend. And he, he said, you know, what what is tracked and reported grows exponentially. I have often said that accountability is the secret ingredient to success preferably public accountability. And the the ultimate is accountability to somebody you deeply do not want to disappoint. If you have accountability to somebody you deeply do not want to disappoint, it will help you move mountains in your life. And so you guys have accountability to all the listeners. I think this is just fantastic. I When I tell people, uh, when they people have a goal and they say, how can I make sure I hit this? I say, go on your Facebook page, tell everybody this is your goal. And if you don't hit it, um, you'll do whatever you know, ridiculous thing as punishment. But so this is really great. I love this. And you guys have uh, quite the um, list of things that you have tried. Every, you know, there's, there's the e-com, there's, I don't have the pie charts in front of me, but just rattle off a couple of things that you guys have experimented with. 
Yeah, so we've done land flipping. We've had a short-term rental business. Uh, we've uh, been in the crypto mining space where we own the the, the miners themselves. We've gotten into crypto mining funds. We've bought long-term rentals. We've been in syndications, ATMs, multifamily. Uh, we've done some drop shifting stuff. Uh, I keep beating them up. We've done the Turo game. We've got oh, yeah. into the. We've got did into you, the. Didn't you guys have like the king of Turo on your podcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We he's actually going to be coming uh, to a live event we have uh, January twenty twenty four. He is definitely the king in the Turo space. Where, That's where how I found it. Uh, I think he spends half his time in Dubai and half his time traveling everywhere else. So he's definitely okay. a digital nomad, but he was out of Atlanta okay. and I, I connected I've, with him. I've used Turo because um, I've rent, I actually rented a McLaren one time off Turo for, yeah. uh, to make YouTube videos. And, <laughs> and I, got, I got my wife a pink Mustang. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, have, mean, I have used it. It's a, it, for people that don't know what the heck we're talking about. It's, it's a site where you can rent other people's cars and, I thought it was great, great for what I was using it for. Yeah, it, we've tried it all. I mean, Joe even bought an RV and put it up out there to to rent. That uh, cousin we, we've Eddie, all, you know, <laughs> cousin Eddie the RV. Yeah, right. We've had uh, we, we've been you know investors in lots of different businesses, both the the uh, the digital financial space. We've we've been in uh, cattle a, company, a cattle company, a oh. candle company. <laughs> I mean, the beauty of our world is that we're we get to share all of this. So it's all an expense and we've got to see what works, what doesn't. And along the way, get to really understand who we are as investors. And I think that's been a real help for us as we've seen our passive incomes continue to grow. But also, more importantly, because of that, I think it's helped others be willing to step out and take action on different areas, even if it. Um, you know, it failed for us. We've seen them have successes. I mean, the e-commerce space. So to date, we we haven't had success there. But we had a um, an individual, a friend of ours, that that listened to a podcast we were doing in 2020. He took a course with the group, and now we are a little over three and a half years later. He's doing um, a little over 10 million dollars in uh, gross revenue, uh, profiting about four million, three and a half to four million of that. And that's in three, three, three and a half years. And, and it's just cool to see, like, again, his profile fit that world and he's able to take it and take it to the next level. And that's awesome for us. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, I'm just going to do a little brag on myself here. One of my, one guy who bought, not he didn't even buy, he read a free report from me in 2011 about how to make money online. Last week, he sold his website for his, his business uh, for $115 million dollars. And like, I didn't talk to him for like basically eight years between when he, you know, he came to a mastermind with me and this guy, Bedros, and told us about this website um, where he, he taught nursing students how to study for their exams by rapping. And we're like, oh yeah, that's cool. And he was making like close to a million bucks at the time. And then he, they sold, he, he sent me a screenshot of his bank account last week. And the first of three $40 million payments was in it. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so so it's amazing what, um, you know, when you teach enough people, there's going to be like those superstars in there. They're going to have these great uh, success stories, especially when you line them up with that uh, investor DNA. So the, I, I have a question because I think some people are listening to this and going, oh, it takes money to make money. It takes money to make money. And I don't really have much, you know, maybe I have a couple grand or maybe I have zero. Like, where do I even start if I'm at at zero? 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mentioned this a couple of times. We beat up on ourselves being from Alabama. So <laughs> there's a lot of miss miss sayings, uh, miss enunciations out there. So we have I, I what's didn't, I didn't I didn't say I don't have any money. I said or I don't have any teeth. I said I don't have any <laughs> money. <laughs> so for, for what we what we've come up with is the redneck motor, right? Most people would spell motor differently than this, but for how to do deals, right? It's you need one of five things. You don't have to have all five. It's M-O-T-E-R. Okay. Not, oh, that's the that's the redneck part. That's the redneck yeah. version of it. So the the M is money. Most people think that they have to have money to do the deal. But the reality is, is that you don't have to have the money. You you can also have the opportunity. Like if you got the opportunity to buy a deal, we've met lots of people who've got into the creative finance space, who got into wholesaling, they would find an opportunity and then find somebody else who wanted the deal and they would make money in between, right? So okay. you, you can have the opportunity, but not the money. Well, but also the T is the time. Some people don't have any time and they're willing to pay someone else to to make that happen. So if you have the time, maybe that time is following a mentor around, following that person who knows how to do it, learning from them, right? And helping them do it. And you can you can get involved in deals. The, the E is the experience, right? There's a lot of deals that we've gotten into with zero money because we have experience in the space and we can br- provide insight that will add value to the company. If that's a marketing concept, maybe it's a management idea. Maybe it's because the R is the relationships that we've developed, right? So one of those things, whether it's money, opportunity, time, experience, or relationships can allow you to get into the deal. Most people think it requires money. Yes, money is is good, but you don't have to have your money. We did an event down in uh, the British Virgin Islands this summer, and the whole event was on how to build your investment fund. For people that are building investment funds, they're putting very little of their money in, and as the percentage of what's being invested and once they've built that experience, once they've built, got the opportunities, they got relationships, they can take other people's money. So the the key is figuring out where do we we sit there. And then also, you know, one of one of our uh, processes is helping people avoid all the mistakes that we made early on, like putting money into qualified plans, which is in you know the U.S. is four hundred one ks and IRAs and all these things that lock up our cash. That's why most people say I don't have money. Secondly, making bad decisions the way they try to pay off debt because they're trying to eliminate debt because they're listening to the financial gurus you know on the radio shows out there that says be debt free, but debt freedom doesn't equal financial freedom. And when they don't understand all these things, or they're trying to pay cash for every single thing, and they're giving up access to their money. So a lot of times people say, I don't have any money. Well, there's some people that just broke, right? They don't have anything. But for most people, that's not the case. They actually have money or have cash flow. They just don't have access to the money because they've made bad decisions. And understanding the decisions that they're making that can be reversed, that can be tweaked going forward, can give them that access and when we see people like the story Joey said earlier, Sid, he didn't have a lot of money, but within a very short period of time was able to build $15,000 a month in passive income because he learned a strategy, took time, figured out how to get the opportunities, and then turn that into cash flow. Love it. 2024, what are you guys most excited about in terms of passive income opportunities? I think for us, um, there's so much that we don't know around um, SEO, around online businesses, and 
um, blogs and content sites, things that you're a master of, right? And you understand like the back of your hand. To be honest, uh, Russ and I have trouble logging into stuff um, just on a regular basis. That's probably one of the the greatest uh, issues in my life. Uh, But we have learned, we've actually taken a course recently on buying content sites and SaaS companies and things of that nature and how to look for those opportunities um, that we want to boost our own business along with being able to create additional income streams by taking the value that we create here and saying, where else could that value live? Mm-hmm. Where else could that um, kind of bring back to us? And, and actually, one of the things is a, a selfish project, but we have brought our daughters, our oldest daughters, into those courses with us and said, what are you interested in? And, and for instance, one of my daughters is very into organic beauty, like organic makeup. Oh, yeah. And so she's actively looking for a site that she can purchase that would that would then be a, a passive income source for her to just talk about the things that she loves and and to promote and and to see those things pay her for for that uh, that time and promotion. Where, where is she going shopping for those sites? Is she going so, to brokers or what? Yeah, so various different platforms uh, that we've been introduced to. And, and by the way, I'm open. I'm all ears if you have greater places, Craig, because I, I trust your insight. I know, I know but, one or two online brokers, but probably probably not as many uh, platforms as you guys know. So I've, we've yeah. swap ideas, but that, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, we're talking like Flippa, Motion Invest, yeah. uh, in, uh, what's the Investors Club? Mm-hmm. Um, it's investor filters. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard of a couple of those, but there's, it's good to know there's a bunch of them out there. So I think that's what, that's what I would say. Russ, what'd you say? And well, wait a minute. Has she also done the investor, uh, profile thing? Yeah. So she, she is an S she's very similar to me. <laughs> um, and <clears throat> I think she likes the idea that <clears throat> there's the ability to have a team to grow a site like that, where you don't have to do it all yourself, but you could actually have content writers that are helpful, like that you can hire to write certain pieces, um, that there are things that you can create one time that can turn into multiple pieces of content and um, you know have people that you can outsource to that are, are global. Like it's not, it's no longer, you know, I have to hire some super expensive um, person here in the states or in my town, it's it's something that's very scalable all over the world. I would uh, ditto what Joey said. I mean, I think selfishly right now, he and I are just trying to figure out. We both have seniors in high school. We're trying to figure out an alternative to potentially college for them, and they're not natural entrepreneur like profiles. And we're trying to find things that match up with who they are, and and trying to look for different things. We've even talked about building out a company that would be able to teach you know, this investor in training, teach, you know, children of our clients how to think investing wise, how to be able to get involved in these different uh, investing opportunities that their parents are engaging in. A lot of our events, we see 5, 10, 15 different teenagers showing up to. And I think that there's a just a, a humongous opportunity for us to give back to our community, but also for our girls and uh, maybe see them uh, build a business, for instance, and, and do a lot of more of what we're doing. I mean, the the landscape, you know, it, it seems 
pretty volatile right now for most people. And I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities that I don't even know about that will come across our desk. One of those that we've done only once before, but been waiting for the next opportunity is buying buying either real estate or businesses through a owner finance model or a subject to model where we don't take over the debt because I think there's a lot of people scared of the high interest rate. There's a lot of opportunity to to help people out of deals that already have low interest rate debt <laughs> that we could buy and improve upon the business, buy the real estate, do short-term rental with it, or maybe do long-term rental or, or turn it into kind of a, a venue. I think there's a lot of that kind of stuff that uh, may come our way in 2024. Fantastic. That leads into the, one of the last questions I had for you was you guys have a January event um, coming up and, Honestly, I don't think this podcast is going to go out before the January event. But what what would happen at the January event? This is your your only public event of the year. So we actually have two um, that are to the general public that okay. happen uh, one in January, one in August, typically. Okay. And uh, basically, imagine um, that there's a we have a process that when people engage with Wealth Without Wall Street, they are trying to solve the the issue of getting where they're where they're at right now getting unstuck from that and getting to a point of financial freedom and do that they need a coach right they know that they realize there's something that's missing they've maybe invested in something but it hasn't turned into the freedom that we're talking about and so they need to walk through there's five pillars as it relates to financial freedom, right? It starts with vision, which is why we love having you on our show and having a guru like you that can really help people think much bigger about what's possible. Mm-hmm. Having a vision, implementing that infinite banking uh, pr- uh, process that Russ and I both did years and years ago, that was really the 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 pro- the ability for us to create passive income because we now had control of our cash. We had access to it. We didn't have Wall Street or anybody else uh, with their hands in it. It was our our money, our pot of money to then invest into passive income, which is the third pillar. And that part of that is understanding ourselves as investors. And then fourth is tax strategy. Fifth is um, structures and planning. So making sure you have the proper entities and those sort of things. The the other things that they would get in there is that they find, like basically we've tried to take a year's worth of information that most people would get if they were just coaching with us and compile it into a day and a half. So give them those big obstacles that we've seen, the mistakes that cost people years of life. Yeah, Be able to really show them immediately, here's how you avoid those. We take that passive income operating system we talked about and we have to walk through it and put it together. They can put a lot of these things on autopilot, but they just have to have the time to do it. So we take the time at that event. And then also we have them be able to go through that investor DNA profile so that they are at the event. They get to choose two opportunities that they can go see. So we bring in actually passive income experts from around the country that they will probably hear on a podcast, but never get to actually have a one-on-one conversation. And we'll do breakouts and they'll go to two different breakout sessions. So they can not only hear that concept, but then have FaceTime and one-on-one Q&A with that specific strategy, and then be able to go see another one as well. So that way they can compare. A lot of times this stuff happens over a period of 12 months. We're, We're basically able to collapse that and to a day and a half and just the power of relationships 
we seeing people like we had a guy, uh, Rick, who came to our January event last year, and he he had set this goal to be able to leave his job in 12 months. But he left out of there, built two relationships, got some of those needed things that that helped him accelerate and was actually able to leave uh, and quit his job in April of last year. So just wow. three months in, he was able to leave. And now he's built a passive income stream that exceeds his monthly expenses and it's just crazy. Like those stories are what happens because whenever you get intentional, whenever you get around people that, you know, you come there with this idea and they put their arm around you and say, that's a cute idea, Craig, but let me show you from my vantage point, here's what's really available. And, and they can pull you up to that higher level. That's when you know you're in the right room. That's fantastic. So is the August event very similar? Yep. Uh, just in a different location. Instead of Birmingham, Alabama, uh, we typically do it in like Nashville. This is amazing. This is, uh, I do a lot of interviews and this has been one of my uh, favorites by far. So thank you very much. So the best place to send people to is going to be wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash early to rise. And they're going to have access to all the things that we talked about. Absolutely. Yeah. And as we add additional things, we'll update it there. So just head over there and I'm happy to connect with you. Yeah. And then that's where, you know, wealthbuiltwallstreet.com is where they're going to find access to the podcast. So that's obviously on iTunes and stuff. And do you guys put your stuff on YouTube as well? We do. We do. The six or seven people that watch it, um, they tell us it's great. Fantastic. Well, this has been really, really helpful. Uh, I really look forward to seeing you guys, hopefully one of your live events in 2024 and connecting with you guys in person with Sharon and all that sort of good stuff. This has been really great. And, um, you know, definitely putting my money to work is, uh, is a goal of mine and getting even more freedom for our family. So is there anything else that you wanted to add that I didn't ask you about before we uh, jump off here? Man, just thankful for you, Craig. Thank you for what you've built and inspired by building out that perfect day, perfect week into our life. We've, we've implemented small bits of it, but now, you know, this is a, a focus, right? Have more of what, what we want, being intentional. We talk about that a lot, being intentional, but it's easy when we run businesses to get into your own little rut and miss out on the bigger opportunities and, and spending 80% of our time doing the 20% of things that actually work. And I'm excited for that. So thank you for what you've built and thank you for having us on and, and let us share this with your audience. Awesome. Thank you very much. So everyone, wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash early to rise and you're going to get all the goodies there thank you very much russ and joey i uh, really appreciate it looking forward to knowing you guys some more and everybody wishing you an amazing 2024 and hoping that you get that financial freedom where your passive income exceeds your expenses we'll talk to you soon